grade or something, but a commercial for a giant, many, many, many hundreds of billions of dollars of content? No, I don't think so. And on that note, I want to welcome everybody to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome everybody that's watching our YouTube chat. And I want to watch everybody, thank everybody that's been downloading um, or watching on Rumble. We will be posting exclusive videos on rumble.com. Um, and Ben's been uh, sending me videos so we can post. But I want to welcome everybody. I want to thank everybody. And of course, before I start the show, I want to send my prayers and my thoughts to my brothers and sisters in Israel who are in the midst of Operation Guardians of the Wall, Walls. And um, my prayers are with you. Got my yarmulke on for you. And um, you're in my thoughts. You're in my prayers. And um, yeah. And on that note, uh, welcome everybody to the world. According to Ben Stein, we're joined tonight by the man. Um, I was thinking so much about you today, Ken LaCourt. Because I had a conversation with somebody where they said to me, somebody I'm very close to, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, where they said to me, well, we have to pray. And um, in regards to social media, you know, we just have to pray it. And I was like, and then I'm thinking about Ken LaCourt and I'm like, thank God for Ken LaCourt, because Ken LaCourt from the Media Action Network is not about praying. He's about action and he's about fighting back against the, the storm that is social media is coming upon us in this country. Well, thank you. I, I've never been an answer to a prayer best I've known before. So, well, we pray, you know, we pray for, and, you know, people have to act, you know, prayer without works, as they say, Ben Stein is dead. Um, faith and of course, without works is dead. Sorry? That's a, uh, faith is without works. Some people, some people think faith alone is enough. If, right. And of course, we're joined tonight from, 93.1 WIBC, BAM, the future of conservative talk radio, not the future, the conservative talk radio of the present, Rob and the, Ken, future. And the future, Rob Kendall is always welcome back, sir. Ben, before we are done tonight, I have a very important question later to ask you. My dad is a gigantic fan and he has given me a specific Ask Ben question tonight. Okay, let's hear it. Are we getting it right off the gate? Well, why not? Dad wants to know all about your appearance on Seinfeld. Uh, well, it was a it was a brief appearance, and I played a if I remember correctly, I played a lawyer who yes. was uh, talking to uh, a, who was Kramer, I think, about his it was Kramer about his will, yeah. and uh, they, they somehow told Kramer that I wouldn't appear until he was just about to die. And I appeared early for some reason. Kramer thought he was just about to die. He got very panicked about it. So that was that. But I, I must say, I missed those days of being on lots of uh, episodic TV shows. I missed them very, very much. Very much. So there you There's so much they, about the past that I miss. How does that happen? Do they? Does like Seinfeld people reach out to you, Larry? No, I, like, I mean, there was a time when I was a very famous character actor in Hollywood. I mean, not, not just famous, very famous. And... Uh, it was great days, but now I'm just a cranky old conservative. And and that's Ben's introduction to the his show, to the show tonight. Is he's a cranky old conservative um, that likes diet coke. He's a provocateur. He's a saint. He's a sinner. He's a lover. He's a father. He's a grandfather. He's a husband. And he's uh, he's a professor. But of course, he's also a doctor. And your counterpart doctor today, Doctor Jill Biden said she feels naked without a mask. My question is, how do you feel then when you're naked? 
And um, this is the where does you wear her mask? <laughs> Naked in bed. I I can't think of it. I'm thinking. Uh, hmm. I think I think I know where she wears her mask. And um, but that's the uh, that that's the, uh, the 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 scary thing. The CDC said today, Ben Stein, that uh, you can you no longer have to wear your masks indoors or outdoors if you that's are great. vaccinated. Um, that's great. That 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 is a hundred percent great. But the, my biggest fear is people have become so indoctrinated right now by 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 this year long thing. I want to talk, get to the major point. I was talking to Ken today. I was talking to other people. I was talking to you. COVID to me was what they tried to do is, is what people call the great reset, right? They hated the path Trump had brought us down, which was liberty, which was freedom, which was, which was prosperity. They wanted to go back to the old world, old war, war world order. What better way of people keeping people confined to their homes, wearing masks inside their homes, as you've said, taking their faces away. And um, that's the experience I think they've tried to, and I think they'll continue on with that method. I think uh, the mask thing is more serious than most of us realize. Uh, a man or woman's fluid gender, anybody, uh, face is incredibly important in, ter- in determining what kind of a person is, what kind of person that, the owner of that face is. You cannot know much about a person without being able to see his or her face. And to wrap us all up in anonymous masks essentially deprives us of personality. Personality is a huge part of life. And it's very scary to me that we are taking away human personality. It reminds me very much of uh, the Anti-Sex League in 1984, which is the, the template that the Biden people are working on which uh, aimed to take away the orgasm from human reproductive function. And uh, that, that, that said, would permanently eliminate a great, great deal of all human emotion and human feelings about other humans, and also eliminate a great deal of what makes human beings unique. But I think what I'm trying to say, Ben, I think it goes deeper than that. I think pretty damn deep. No, that is pretty, (laughs) that's an excellent point of your deepness. But I wanted to take it even deeper into the sense that what they are trying to accomplish now is is we are seeing there's a storm front coming, Ben. And I am petrified of this storm front of what they could get away with as far as. And that's where I'm Rob. That's my the, the bigger point of what I'm raising. Right. And in a weird and, and not in a weird way, in an actual way, it worked for them. I mean, think about what they did by destroying this country. They got Biden elected president. They took the U.S. Senate. They made people think that Trump supporters are a bunch of insurrectionists who are trying to overtake the government. So in a weird way, in a sick way, they got rewarded for all of it. Well, they, they have staged a coup. I mean, we, I don't think there's ever been anything quite like it except in uh, Nazi Germany, when essentially Hitler did not have a majority of the voters. <clears throat> in fact, his percentage of the voters had been very substantial, but it was falling. And he was asked to form a new government as the share of the vote was falling. Why? He has super powerful <coughs> media and the stormtroopers behind him. The stormtroopers just beat up anybody who marched against him. 
And this is sort of what ha- what has happened with the Democrat Party in the United States of America. They have the B- Black Lives Matter and Antifa and other people who go around beating those who do not agree with them. You're, I mean, you know, I sent Ben and people could find this pe- this video clip on Rumble. Basically, what happened was last night I sent them a clip of Andrew Yang who tweeted uh, his support for Israel. And he was viciously, vilely attacked on Twitter, Ken LaCourt. And then, of course, what does he do? He apologizes because that's going to make it better. And then secondly, he says, I pray for the, you know, for the people that were killed in, in uh, I don't even want to call it Palestine because it's not Palestine. And that's, it, 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 there is a civil war. I mean, Republicans might not get along, Ken, at this point, all of us. But there is more of a civil war going on in the Democrat Party than than meets the eye. I think that's fair. I think the party that's in power usually has a tendency to throw throw mud pies at each other's heads. The party out of power, even if you don't like the guy next to you, you know, you're losing. So, you you know, you, you put up with them for a little bit longer and go after the other guys. No, I think this is a lot deeper, though, Ben. I think the 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 the, 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 the from in you in the video, you were referring to the squad. Now, they, now, now, I know, you know, like Obama called ISIS the JV team. It turned out they were a lot darker and a lot uh, more dangerous than just your average um, JV team. And I think this squad, while small in number, is extremely dangerous. I mean, we're really resilient, energetic. They're working off a Marxist playbook, which has been shown to work over and over again. An incredibly specious appeal to equality and uh, prosperity mixed with violence. I mean, Russian communism never, ever stays in power for very long unless it is enforced there by uh, bayonet point. That, I'm terribly afraid, is what's happening in the, in the United States. Although it's not bayonet point, it's riot point. It's billy club point. It's Molotov cocktail point. It's some point where people are going to get really badly hurt. I don't think we're that far away from that, Ken. I, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm looking at neighborhoods where people are going to start using protection on them for themselves. Um, you're looking at, a, a, you know, reactions. Um, I don't think you can control once, the, the, once things, certain things start happening. Oh, well, I, I hope so. I hope so because, but, but I think there's some control now because we can't have another civil war because they have atomic weapons. So there couldn't be another civil war, at least I hope not. Uh, but, uh, and, and we have, people are so incredibly well-armed all over the country. I don't think we could have another civil war, but we are essentially having, as my old uh, dear friend and next door neighbor, uh, Carl Bernstein said, a cold civil war and it's cold indeed. And uh, Carl and I are ideologically on completely different pages, but uh, he, he's right about that. We're having a cold civil war and it's, it's getting really serious. It's getting to the point where it is basically trashing the First Amendment. And that's I have a, a question. I have a, I have a question. Roger that. And Ben, you are uniquely qualified to answer this because you are around these politicians and have been. Why do they listen to social media? Like 3% of Americans are on Twitter. Ken's, Ken's the best person to ask that question to. Because okay, this is, Ken. This, Ken. 
you know, Twitter, Twitter got popular because reporters love to use it. The easiest way to get a hold of a reporter is go onto his or her Twitter page and, and do a direct tweet at them. Why did they like it? Because they got to kind of report stuff and say stuff without having their bosses over, over, over them. Right. They, they, you know, all reporters have editors unless you're on Twitter. And so they had a good five year run on it. Um, um, but then this ecosphere, you know, this ecosphere went up. Look, a lot. I mean, Twitter punches above its weight class on things. I don't think Facebook or most of the other sites do. But but a lot of a lot of popular and powerful and 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 media savvy people on both sides of the aisle, more on the liberal side are, are on Twitter. That's just kind of it's like, why is cable news punch above its weight class? I mean, for the for the amount of people who watch cable news in a in a typical day or or night, those numbers are are, are picky units. They're small. It's who's on there, um, um, which is important. It's when you go into Congress members' office and you see there's CNN or Fox streaming continuously. That's that's what allows some mediums to do better than others. See, Rob, the better question for Ben would be: Could could the, the could the people in the House and the Senate? Do they have enough balls to withstand what they what is perceived as the majority when it's in a, a really thin minority causing the damage? Do they have the willpower and to fight to fight this? But surely they but surely they know it's not the majority, right? They have to. No, they're not. It, 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 it to them. It look at what look. I mean, as we've spoken about on this show turn on any network, turn on any sporting event, turn on anything. And it seems like the majority, you know, it, it, it's like, a, you know, a smoke and mirrors. It's not. But to these people on the left, it does seem, I mean, in the House, I would imagine, Ben, it looks like, you know, you go back to Nixon. Nixon didn't have to resign. We've discussed this. If Fox News were around when Nixon was there, he wouldn't have resigned probably people in the house were listening to voices that probably didn't make sense and they all betrayed him. Well, they betrayed him, but I think to go back again to the question, why, why do these networks punch you up their weight class? As a wonderful phrase is because there's nobody else that is giving you a minute by minute survey of what people are thinking. Yes. It's just 3% as you say, or 2% or 4% of the population. But statistically speaking, that's enough people to be, approximation of valid. So if they're getting a, a deluge of thoughts about something or some, 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 some subject and 100% or 98% of them are all going in one direction, it's going to make the people watching think, uh-oh, I'm on the wrong side or oh, I'm on the right side uh, because there's nobody else giving them any information to have viewership whatsoever. And these places uh, do need viewership to make money. Except so, for, uh, did, Rob, did, was that helpful at all? Yeah, it just, it just bores me, though, that, that people give in so easily. I guess that's what I don't understand, especially Republicans who know that Twitter is largely dominated by liberals. This is why people like Ken LaCourt are so important and the Media Action Network is so darn important, Ken. You know, look, how much are Republicans capitulating these days? I, I've seen them toughen up certainly on the, you know, on the, on the, Liz on, Cheney on the wokeness. I mean, look, there's a million things that we're, you know, I don't know exactly what we're talking about. We, we went from riots somehow to Twitter and, 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 and there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of issues going on. I, you know, Trump showed Republicans how to fight back. And I think a lot of them took that, took that to heart. 
are they going to be as good or as effective as him? Probably not, because because he was a rarity on that. But I mean, you know, you don't see them apologizing and falling down because they because they said something mildly offensive to you know somebody with with a nose ring and blue hair. Um, so- well, but let's let's back let's, let's back up even further or farther than that and say, if you're a politician, how do you know what people are thinking? In 1936, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt won by what was at the time the largest uh, landslide there had ever been in the U.S. Yet, many people in the media predicted that Landon was going to win, the Republican, because there had been a poll in some very, very powerful magazine like Fortune, and it said, send in this card, and don't give us your name, just tell us your, your address, your, your families, they didn't have zip codes then, but just say your, your street address, and uh, we will tell you who's going to win. And the great majority of people sent in cards saying we're going to vote for Landon. Uh, well, the people who were reading these results didn't realize that only a tiny fraction of people in the United States were represented by these subscribers, and they were this, those subscribers were very much more affluent than the average American, so the results were completely skewed. But they are the only results that they had at the time, so they went with them. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. We are jumping in. did not win. We are, we are jumping around a little bit, but uh, I want to remind everybody, please, thank you for all the download uh, love. You've, uh, on, we are on every site you can download, so I'm sure if you have problems with Apple, there is one place that you could download our streams. I also want to remind everybody to go to rumble.com. I was able to get on at the parlor for a minute today. Hopefully tomorrow it'll be two. Um, and uh, rumble on, sing our song. Um, we're joined tonight from the Media Action Network. Our song is that is that I mean a Led Zeppelin song? Yes, sir. Good for good on you, as they say in Australia. Good job, Ben. And um, we're joined for by the Media Action Network's Ken Lacour, Rob Kendall from ninety three WIBC, and of course Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Um, but one of the things I wanted to talk about, getting back to this uh, um, social media thing, and just to get back to it a little bit. You know, it, we talk about Germany a lot. It, being a Jew is against the law to be a Jew. Now it's against the law, in a sense, to defend yourself as a Jew in the eyes of obviously many countries and many people in this country. Um, but Ken, I noticed the, the, the same level of it's. They believe there's an iron dome, so that's it's like a hundred percent missile proof. You know, but ten percent get through and kill people, and it's sort of like they're saying. Let me back up. I think it's higher than ninety percent. I read today it's ninety percent, but either way, it's it goes to in our country. We have an assault on policemen right now. We have an assault on on uh, people are, are are and Ben's a little low on oxygen. That's why he's doing that. People, please don't be scared. Um, but we what makes have, you think it's oxygen. Um, what else would it? Uh, but um, it's not distracting. But Ken, it, there's an acceptability going on that it's like if you have somehow have a, um, a bulletproof vest, you're allowed to be shot at. You're allowed to be stormed. You're allowed to be hassled. You're allowed to be chased. Sorry, is there a question in, involved in that? Yes, I got a little distracted. Uh, okay. you're, you're on the ball, Ken. That's really good. That's really good. I, I, I think it's a damn good question, too. Why, I, I, let's, let's go back even farther. There was a strip of land in the Middle East. It had some very beautiful spots, 
most of it was donkey crap on piles of sand. The Jews came along, refugees from, from Europe, from incredible, horrible, mind-boggling mistreatment by Europeans, and they were brought, or they sneaked, or they walked sometimes into uh, Palestine, as it was called then, or whatever it was called then, and they, uh, they established various pockets of Jews. And then when the UN came along and said, we're going to make a Jewish state, they held up these pockets and said, well, we want a state too. And so they were states too. And then, uh, and then time passed. And, and Eisenhower said, well, I, we've got the, uh, the Korean War over with. Uh, let's do something. Or we're about, we have, sorry, I beg your pardon. He said, we, sorry, I'm really getting confused because the oxygen is so strong. Uh, I'm, let me start again. The, I'm going to take off this oxygen. It's too strong. The, uh, the, the United States and Britain and France said, okay, we've been promising the Jews a homeland in the Middle East for a hell of a long time. Let's finally do it. The Arabs said, we'll kill you all if you do it. We're going to kill you all. We're going to kill the men, the women, the children. We're going to kill all of you Jews. All of you Jews. We're kill, going to kill you. And they were armed by the Western powers. The Jews had almost nothing. They fought back with the sheer nerve, incredible courage, bravado, and ingenuity. And they beat the Arabs and they established Israel as a much bigger country than it was going to be under the UN mandate. So the Arabs were permanently angry. Why, if all the conflicts in the world, have we permitted this one to linger on for 50, no, my God, it's now close to 75 years. Why have we permitted this one to go on? Why have we said to the Jews, of all the people in the world, you found a state, you take donkey shit and you make it into one of the world's top industrial and medical powers, but probably the top military power for its size in the whole world. And so we hate you for it. Why, when, when are people going to honestly say in the media, even in the New York Times, which is owned by Jews, when are they, when are they going to say, we're jealous. These guys came along and they did something incredible. They, they wrought a miracle in the desert. When are people going to say, and therefore people hated them for it. Jealousy, envy, that's what Arabism is about. Jealousy, envy, that's what Antifa and Black Lives Matter are about. Jealousy and envy are stirred up like it's crazy when people behold the state of Israel. Brilliantly said, and I will take an oxygen-deprived Ben Stein <laughs> over any oxygen um, non-deprived person in the media or analyst out there. God bless you, sir. That was incredible. Rob Kendall. You know, it's, it's by the way, it, I just want to say it's absolutely fascinating to listen to Ben Stein talk about anything, much less things of that nature, and realize I'm going to show with Ben Stein. That's it's incredible. It's, 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 like, it's like Field of Dreams. Well, God bless you. You honor me way beyond what I deserve. But but isn't it fascinating? We talked about this on the air uh, today, and it, it was this idea that we are not invested as a country from our government perspective in the success of Israel, and what possible reason could there be not to? Regardless of what your political opinion is, we should want and cheerlead for Israel to 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 thrive. Well, well, first of all, Ken Lacord, I'd like to hear from you about this because you're a man who knows how to handle a gun, so I'd like to hear from you. Oh, I, I think your analysis was 100% right on, and, and that's been part of, of, of throughout the recent and, and 
distant world history has there's been a lot of resentment towards Jews and 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 a lot of it is just there is a huge success going on there and that's that's fundamental the Fuhrer the Fuhrer himself said that how many people on this panel have read Mein Kampf I have the Fuhrer himself said there is one race that has gone through every kind of crisis imaginable and yet come out smiling and incredibly powerful and prosperous that's the Jews we've got to kill them everyone we've got to kill them Essentially, that's what the squad and those vile, horrible creatures, just as an opinion, I don't, I don't know, maybe if I knew them better, I'd like them, uh, are saying essentially, we, 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 we think these people, by virtue of their being so successful, so smart, so capable, having discovered so many cures for diseases, they, we think they ought to be killed. Kent, Ken, back to you. Yeah, I mean, look, you picked a bad neighborhood to go back to. Ah. <laughs> it's like you know i've been to enough of the mideast to and and there's there's you know there there's one country that kind of has its shit together in the mideast and 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 that is israel um I'm trying to think of another one not not counting the you know not counting the no, there's, there isn't any other one lebanon yeah, used I mean, to be. I mean, a couple of the lebanon other ones used to be. Of oil and they were able to buy you know kuwait or, or you know some some of those others but they they uh they, they how do i say they inherited it instead of built it um but yeah, look, you know what? As, I will never forget going to the museum in uh, in Washington D.C., which is now shuttered, but it was a news museum, and uh, and News Corp, where I was working for at the time, had sponsored one of the wings where you could look at at old newspapers. And I remember pulling out a, a you know a newspaper from the late 1800s, early 1900s, and it was literally like Palestinians and Jews, and and it was like. It was like the headlines for today. They didn't have rockets, but they, they were the same. So it's like we should always care about humanitarian. Israel's been a good a good ally. They're, you know, they help us out a, a lot back and forth. They wouldn't exist without the United States, or at least through through its history. So, so you know, there should be a couple thank you cards coming on our birthdays every once in a while. Um, um, but I'm also convinced that when my grandkids are our age, there's going to be that same fight going on there. No, you're completely, yeah, Ben. My wifey, the world's finest human being, big wifey, she has it right. She said it's anti-Semitism among people in uh, Europe and the Middle East is genetic. It's so deep inside them, it's genetic, just like envy is genetic. Cain slew Abel because Cain was jealous of Abel's abilities and success. This whole story of the Middle East is Cain slew Abel over and over again. Only this time, Abel didn't get killed. He fought back and he won. But Cain walked away and he got help from the Russians. And soon he was a big, scary bear. And he came back and David killed again. Abel killed him again. He still came back. This envy is a huge, huge part of life. You should, as I say, read Nazi, read Nazi propaganda. Look at Nazi movies. The Jews have all the cute girls. The Jews have all the nice cars. The Jews have all the, the uh, great businesses. Therefore, we've got to kill them. Same thing today. Hamas looks across the desert, wasteland of crap that they've made. And they, and they see Israel shining, shimmering, gleaming in the distance. Let's kill them. Seems like the way you guys control the media, you get a better spin on this. <laughs> well, you we see that's the thing. As Larry Clayman, who was on his show a couple of days ago, said, 
Jews do have a huge amount of influence in the media, huge, but they're not the Jews of the Bible. They're not the Jews that Richard Nixon admired so much. These are Jews who worship money and marks. It's a fascinating thing to be in Hollywood, which I have been now since 1976, and see very, very successful Jews whose twin worship is money and marks. Yes, marks supposedly is about sharing wealth, Money is not about that, but they, that is exactly what coexists in Hollywood: money and marks. You know, can you raise the great? You talked about Nixon for a second. He had some, he had some not nice thing to say about Jews when he was on his recordings. When you now, I you you certainly know it firsthand and second and third hand better than I do. I remember hearing some of that stuff. Where you're like, yeah, it didn't sound great. How, how did you how did you view that when you heard some of his some of those those conversations? Standard uh, Gentile country club Southern California talk. Right. If you went into, I live uh, in the exact dead middle of Beverly Hills. About a mile west of here is the L.A. Country Club. Does basically with a with a very tiny uh, number of exceptions. They don't take Jews. That's it. We're Jewish. Forget it. Even though the neighborhood around them is overwhelmingly Jewish, they don't take Jews. It's a, you, you would hear the exact same conversation about Jews right now. We, 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 have, we belong to a country club out in the desert. It's, got, it's about half Jews, half Gentiles. You, you don't hear much, much uh, racism there. In fact, none that I've ever heard. But uh, go a little farther east, go to... Uh, a, some of the really, really, really fancy uh, country clubs that really, really old wasp money founded or, or oil money founded. And uh, there you are. Uh, same anti-Semitic chatter. One of my wife's family's best friends was a member of this club, Eldorado. And uh, I would go there. They were just endlessly making fun of Jews, endlessly, 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 with a smile to be sure. But the same stuff. And Ken and Rob, let me give you a little history. When Nixon and, and, ben, and my, and ben and I speak about, we're, we're, we're referring to the American Jew. We're not referring to the Israeli Jew. And in Nixon's, obviously, I don't need to defend them because he saved Israel. And as Ben has constantly said, and I, I constantly say, I'd rather have somebody call me a kike and save my life than tell me they love me like Obama and, you know, uh, pretty much not, you know, not care about, um, not, not give a shit about me. Um, so Nixon was, and a lot of those people were referring to the American Jew, because I got to be honest, if you're saving people's lives, it's very hard to understand their lack of, as you said, gratitude. Very and hard it, to understand. I see it all the time. Look, I have, I have, all my fam my wife my wife's Presbyterian, her whole family are Presbyterians. They're incredibly wonderful people. They are the salt of the earth. I love them so much I can't hardly speak about them without tears filling my eyes. My side of the family are all Jews, and they are blasting Israel, blasting America all the time. I think, what the F is wrong with you? You live in a, the greatest place in the world. It's a country that has so been so good to us Jews. It's unbelievable. It's never been anything like it. We should be on our knees every day 
thanking God for is for America and for America's protection of Israel and America's protection of the Jews. Instead, they're out there whining and yelling and screaming. What the hell is going on? Gratitude. You don't find it in the human race, but you will find it among one group. I will tell you, you'll find it among Jewish Republicans. Jewish Republicans. I think are the repository of some of the best values in America. But Ken, I also want to thank you. Okay. You want some gratitude? I'm going to give you gratitude now. I lived in Israel during the Intifada. I was there when Rabin was assassinated. I lived through all the bombings. And every day, the only news station that was in Israel was CNN International. And it was pretty much like watching Himmler propaganda. It was like watching Nazi propaganda. And the only defender at the time that would come on really was Bibi. Um, you know, he was the one that was on. There was no Fox News at the time. Um, it was CNN. And I think Israel eventually might have banned CNN and allowed Fox News. And I want to thank you guys from Fox News because there were and, and that's why people, I think, were so disappointed now in Fox News, because we had an ally. People felt like they had an ally and in Fox News. And I'm so grateful to you guys, Ken, for doing what you did, because you so were grateful. You can't imagine. Like, so and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, because it was devastating. Can you imagine you're somewhere and you're being told you're the reason you're being killed? And um, and, and it's like this is the only news you have to watch if you speak English. And you understand English, Ken. So God bless you guys at Fox News. That's my gratitude towards you uh, guys. You bet. Fox News, I, I used to be a regular on Fox News. I used to be on two or three times a week. They never paid me one single penny, not a single cent. I even had to pay my own makeup girl. Though she was, was and is a genius. So it was a pleasure to bear. But uh, they, were the, they were the lifeline of America. And they, we owe them so much. It's yeah. And I think and so, Ken, when people are angry at Fox, I think that's what they're angered about was they finally had it's like the same thing with Drudge. They had this they had this paper or this online site. They had this news organization that they could call home. It was cheers to us conservatives. And one day, you know, it seemed like Sam closed the bar on us, uh, it, it, you know, and Fox News shut their shut the not all of the voices, but a lot of what we would call home. And that's why it's a little devastating to us, the Fox News, that it's changed. But I want to thank you again, Ken. Yes, we thank you humbly. We, we, and I, when I say humbly, I mean humbly. Well, thank you. It took me to Israel a couple of times. So what? I said Fox took me to Israel a couple of times. God bless him. Yeah. God bless him. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to tell you, Ben, my grandmother loved you on Bulls and Bears. She thought you were great. Uh, no, no, it, it was Cavuto on business. No, no, yes, yes. It's Cavuto on business. And I will tell you, if I may respectfully, if I had followed my own advice, I'd be a wealthy man. Um, and, uh, but if everybody followed your advice, they would have been a wealthy man because all you would say is invest in the Dow, invest no, in the no, spiders. It was no. the best show on TV. You deserve 10 Emmys. In my humble opinion, you made Neil Cavuto on that network. You were freaking a rock star on that show. But on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world. According to Ben Stein, we've been having a lively discussion tonight. I am glad you guys like my yarmulke. My mother didn't crochet it, but as a kid, my sisters did crochet yarmulkes for me with my name on it. Is that, you're kidding. Can, I see, that's, can, I, can we see that? 
And we've lost the religious significance of a yarmulke. I, I know I've worn them myself and my bar mitzvah and so forth, but what is the religious significance of it's it? To, it's uh, protection. It's, it's, it's man to God, I believe. I, 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 I could be wrong. You're asking a guy that went to yeshiva that had Jewish studies that went all the way that should know these things. And my mother is listening right now in embarrassment that I cannot give you the exact answer. But I want to welcome everybody that's listening to The World According to Ben Stein. And you're right, guys. I, I'm reading your comments. Republicans have been coming out as staunch today. You'd had Rubio. You've had Ted Cruz going, going against the squad. They, they are starting to build momentum. They are starting to see um, that there, is, there could be a light at the end of the tunnel and not to give up hope. We're joined tonight by Kenneth. He went missing for a second, but I remember everybody. He always comes back. He always comes back. Rumble.com. Get your private video. You know, some there are minute and a half videos that Ben will be posting. Um, thanks for downloading. Don't forget those five and six star and reviews. Let me just add something. If you watch tonight or watch what we, what uh, my dear friend Judah and I record tonight, you will learn the secret of making a steak in about five minutes and so delicious that your wife will appreciate you. It is so delicious, you will need a respirator after. Um, um, but how, do you, how do you make your steak, Ben? I prefer the, the main thing is that God makes the cow and make, and then I go to the pavilions and I uh, buy, I, I usually, I have a simple formula. I try to buy a, a prime, not choice, but prime. And I and I see what's on sale in the way of Prime, which has gone up phenomenally in the last. Everything's time. going up phenomenally. Unbelievable. And I uh, and I, I take it home. That's the main thing. I take it home. I put it. I have a, a frying pan, and I put some olive oil in there. I heat it to a very high temperature. I put the steak in. Put uh, seasoned salt and seasoned pepper and chives on it. I turn it over i put it more on the other side i turn it over I cut into it with a knife if it's if it's still dead i bring it up to my wife actually my, one of our, our nurses brings it up to my wife she eats it heartily i myself make a baked potato with mine and boy do i love baked potatoes wow the irish it's so it's not surprising the irish are the best looking smartest people in the world they, they, those potatoes are incredible. I mean, the I'm, Irish I'm right there with you, Ken. I, I, I don't, I didn't know that about the Irish either, but um, I will trust Ben Stein because he's Ben Irish Stein. Unbelievably smart people. And, and, but, I, but I will, I will tell you tonight, I came home early before this show. I had a great steak from Costco that was uncooked and I cooked it up in a cast iron skillet right here. Excellent. And finish that about 15 minutes before this show started. So and I want to welcome everybody back to the barefoot to the barefoot. Hey, what, kind, to the, what kind of oil or cooking oil did you put around it to get the heat onto it without? I making... use a little bit of uh, of avocado uh, oil spray because it's a high it's a high because uh, uh, I, I crank it up until the pan's screaming right. And, and I put a little bit of that on. And then once it's cooled off the pan and I seared both sides, I toss in some butters and shallots and some of those fun stuff. You have just tuned into the Food Network, uh, Barefoot Contessa starring Ben Stein and replacing the Barefoot Contessa and Ken replacing Bobby Flay. I want to welcome everybody back to the world according oh, to Ben Stein. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Years ago, I went to Bobby Flay's in Manhattan 
It was very disappointing. I will tell you, we should have a contest of some kind, but the winner gets to have Ben Stein cook him or her a steak because mine are really, really good. Or you could have, there's a show called Beat Bobby Flay where you could go go up against him and his steak. And um, that would be must-see TV. That, I think, is something we we should get the Food Network to do. But welcome back to the world, according to Ben Stein. We're having a little bit of fun. It, there, there's a there's a certain amount of seriousness it, 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 you can be serious but at the same time we also have to realize that as, as we've always say on the show you have to live life at the same time um and it's important to live life and as ben always says we still do have the greatest country right I'm now by far by a million miles ken you brought up something very interesting you went to the media museum and ben ben me ben i and his wife before the show we're talking about there is it, it, to call now the this the media is a, is a joke to call what's going on journalism is an absolute. It, it, I I know what you saw the same page a hundred years ago, but I don't know if a hundred years ago they were saying this about them that this was going on with the media. Well, they did in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. They called it yellow journalism back there, and it was Hearst, and it was and it was it was about the same as it as it was right now. And, and look, we're all complicit in it too. I mean, listen to what we were all just talking about. Fox, Fox is eighty percent conservative now and twenty percent liberal, and we're all pissed off about it. I mean, I mean, I want to be hundred percent conservative. Yes, CBS hundred percent. Well, and, and that's an argument, and that's you know, and Trump wasn't wrong. It was like, hey, I look at all the other ones out there; they're hundred percent against me. These guys are only eighty percent for me. But here we were just trashing them because they're not Puritan. They actually give us some of the other side. And but it's, Ken, Ken, it's deeper than that. Fox, I don't, I can't bring it up because I don't want this show banned. And because this is a really good, fun show. But Fox did something on a certain night that- Yeah, that wasn't, wasn't, uh, uh, they're they're calling- I don't want to talk, yeah. I I don't want to get into- That wasn't a political move. That was was their, look, I I know how that shit works there. And that was their, you know, they've got their team. They're trying to do it. They, they made them, I mean, in, 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 in the long stand, they were right. All right. So they, they doubled down. They, you know, they screwed up on, on some things. They thought some votes were coming from a place where they didn't come from. They, well, they thought it was absentee when it was dropped off and that got classified as absentee, which it, it kind of was, but it was a very different grouping of people. And then instead of backing off that call, but it's a little much to, to say. That I'm just that saying that's where a lot of people. Oh, look, a lot of people have a lot of problems with it. As do I. I mean, I don't and by the way. Look at here. Look at here. Robert Kennelly. He hasn't yeah. been able to say a fucking word in a long time. <laughs> no, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. I just think. Okay, when thanks, it, Robert. <laughs> when it takes you two hours to announce Indiana. I don't know. Some people were kind of turned off that it took you six seconds to announce other states. We love Indiana. Right as it comes. That's Rob. You're saying you watch that channel for 12 hours, you're going to see 80 to 90% GOP talking. I have honestly, but that, I, I think that's that's another part of the problem, Ken, is most the Trump base isn't the GOP. So, 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 so Fox right now is catering to a crowd that's not the Trump supporter. That's not the Trump base. They still think, no offense. Listen, we love Tucker. He, Tucker we is out him. of his mind. Great. We Stone cold. Him. Amazing. But you could literally put on certain other shows 
and have them and it, it could have been the same show for the last four and a half years i mean no offense to hannity he's great at what he does he's a great salesman he's great at uh, gaslighting republicans but if you look at the hannity show last night i could almost venture to say it's the same show as it was three weeks ago he opens up by saying, here's my opening monologue, which most people, you don't, you should never say, that's like saying the Latrateria, okay? If you're speaking, that's your monologue. You don't need to make any point, this is my opening monologue. But that's my only thing, Ken, and I'm just trying to say to you, that's where I see the differences. This isn't a knock on Fox. I think to Trump base left Fox. Hey, hey, hey on, on that note, Ben, when you hosted shows like such as Turn Ben Stein On, how scripted was it? How much freedom did you get, if any? I got, I would say, almost 100% freedom. The only time I remember being severely censored was uh, when we, when, I, when Jimmy Kimmel and I were the co-hosts of Win Ben Stein's Money. We did a show, which is several actually, charity shows, in which the winner was required to give his or her, or fluid gender, uh, winnings to his or her fluid gender's favorite charity. And they asked our favorite charity and the person I was playing against said something like, I don't know, uh, I, don't, I don't know, some animal shelter, which is a perfectly good charity. And I said, national right to life. And this woman in the audience who was from, she was our boss and coming, she was laughing, laughing, laughing. I said to her, how rare to find a right to life enthusiast in Hollywood like me. And she said, you're serious about that? Why, right, we're reshooting the beginning. We can't do that. Um, by the way, I just I, I just want to tell you, my dad texted me during the show. He's embarrassed that I didn't know what Yarmulke was. But, he, <laughs> but Yarmulke literally means fear, fear of king slash heaven. That's what that's what it means. It means Yarl Mulka, fear of king slash heaven. Um, you got a tutorial on what a yarmulke is, and so did I. My father must be so proud. All my years of yeshiva education. Um, but if you just tuned in, you are listening to the. How do they of- not teach you that? How they do- did teach me that? I, I forgot. I, okay, I didn't forget. I was a terrible student. I I I didn't listen to I, my love of Judaism uh, is 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 or Zionism isn't necessarily steeped from my education. Okay, let me just say like this: <laughs> my high school principal resembled Alan Rickman from Die Hard, and he used to call me Mister Friedman, and he'd call <laughs> me to his office. Okay, so that's why you don't get an education, and. And we and, and, and I want to tell parent, people stuff. We used to tell our parents there was something a little off about him, you know, that he like, you know, that he used to like hanging out with the wrestling team. And none of the parents, you know, because the because the kids that are always in trouble are always the ones that nobody believes. And let's just say the New York Times did a whole expose on him um, where he liked the wrestling team a lot. And um, so that's I'm blaming it on Rabbi Finkelstein, you jackass. And on that note, welcome back to the world. According to Ben Stein, it's been a, it, we're having a fun time tonight. I want to know, Ken, what are you guys uh, doing now? I'm sorry, who, who, uh, what? Oh, oh you know, this week has been a big college week. Um, uh, we had the uh, uh, the president of, the, of, of one of, of a college in, in Colorado. He, he used the phrase trail of tears. 
and uh, he got the eject button. You know, he wasn't talking about Native Americans. He was just using it as a phrase, and uh, and and he got fired. We had um, um, we we had the 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 team that was censored and had to apologize because they wore sombreros on a on a dress up day. We had um, um, what was the gals? There was oh oh, and then three college girls were photographed off campus, not wearing masks. And I forget the college and, and we, we sent them a lot of nasty emails. And they were told that even though they were doing like remote learning and, and they were told that they could not do that, that they could not take finals and that they lost the last semester, which was a $16,000 a, a, a semester school um, for, for, because they have to retake that semester over for not wearing a mask on an, on an outdoor off-campus event. All right. That's enough about that. Let's talk about something else. Yes. Something that doesn't make us want to, want to go rain bombs on somebody. No, but it's extreme. Ben, it's, I mean, this is extremely important stuff because this is exactly, you know, you, you, you do the small stuff, just like with the masks, just like you, 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 you beta test and you push and see how far, how many people you could fire, how many people you could silence, and, and you keep pushing it. And that's exactly what they're doing. So it's a professor here. It's a student on campus there. And before we know it, it's all of us. Let's go on to the next topic. Okay. Um, yeah, I would. I would like. I would like to have a topic. That I was going to say yet. Who is the Secretary of State of the United States right now? Nobody knows. Isn't that incredible? That he's so invisible. Nobody even knows who he is. We don't know who the Secretary of State is. That is probably the uh, senior cabinet position, and nobody knows who that person's EC fluid gender is. Who is the Secretary of Defense? We think we know. I think it's somebody named Mr. Blinken or Admiral Blinken or something like that. I only know that because he spoke today. That's the only reason okay. when I saw his name. Well, I was like, well, who's running the government? It isn't the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds are long dead. Who is running the government? It isn't the Hitler. Even according to Claude Dalman, who was leading conspiracy theorists, he died about 50-some years ago. Who is running the government? Who? We, we, that's not me, not anyone in this panel elected, a government, a government. Who's running a government? So now Nobody I'm not knows, as a, right? No, but none of you knows. Now I'm not right. A, Can I just throw it out there? Yeah. Sorry. Nobody sorry. knows who's running a government. Is, is, it a government, is there a government at all? Or is it all just uh, send it up the line to Moscow or to Beijing for approval or disapproval? And then they go on to the next thing. Let me who is running the government? I want to know that. I'm actually in shock. I mean, Rob, you could erase this part because I don't want you to be the, the, that you didn't know the, the second. I, I didn't know it was a question to the group. I didn't uh, know he was asking it to all of us. I, I, I didn't know what was going on. Did you know who the Secretary of State was? You did, know, you did know the Secretary of State. It was that, that long, silent period where we were all standing there. You knew I was you I was floored, like my brain froze. What was it like? It was like the scene out of Ferris Bueller. He just asked yeah. this. He just asked this question, and all of us are yeah. like, like, it's, like it's blinking, right? Anyone, anyone? But no, Ben, you raise an extremely scary point that none of us knows who exactly. Listen, we have this pipeline issue right now, right? Where where they asked, uh, um, you know, what Biden if he if he knew that they had to pay a ransom. 
you know, that when the, 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 the pipeline got hacked, we got gas supply. We got gas in what? What is it? Virginia or North Carolina? One of these states. Yeah, where North it's, Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Six, my son, my beloved son, my heart's blood, whom I love so very much. He can't get gasoline. Hey, I got I to gotta go back and uh, either need to look it up or not. It's Blinken, right? The not the Secretary yes, of but State. Did you know right offhand? No, no, Blinken's not the Secretary of State. He's the Secretary of Defense, I believe. Right. That's why I just said that. Right. But, but who is, is the Secretary of State? Do we have a Secretary of State? Oh, I would have guessed Blinken. I fully own it. I got it wrong. <laughs> who is the Secretary? No, no, you're right. I'm according to Google. All right. It's and Blinken. Who is Secretary of State? Is 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 Anthony Blinken? Lloyd Austin is Secretary of Defense. Okay, oh, so I was right. So he, okay, you were right, right five minutes later. You were right. I know you were right five minutes later, Rob. It's okay if if you don't uh, listen. It, it's it's very Ben's completely right. We have the, the, no senior people have been to the border. We don't know what's going on with this pipeline stuff. We're going to have gas. We're going to have gas shortages, and nobody knows. Already having yeah. severe gasoline. And so, and my question to you is, how do we have a gas shortage? I, I want to. When you have a second, when you're off your phone, um, Ben, how do we have a gas shortage when Trump bought all this gas and all this oil um, when it was dirt cheap? Or we have tons of reserves. It has to be transported. They can't just wave a wand. It's a big job transport hundreds of millions of gallons and barrels of oil. It's a huge job. So were they not planning on getting out of COVID as quickly as so they didn't uh, send it? I, I mean, I, I don't know what, what the flaw in the transportation strategy was. I know Mr. Buffett knows all about it. His, his incredibly wonderful trains from the Burlington, from the Burlington Northern Santa Fe pass right by my, one of, one of my bedroom windows at our place in San Juan, Idaho. They're, they're carrying coal, they're carrying oil. They can't just get them from the Carolinas to, uh, to uh, Seattle like that. Somebody said the funniest thing. They said, ask Hunter Biden. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, I mean, look, he's a high-paid high oil executive. That, that's actually a brilliant point from Burisma. But Ken, you being in the media, these are, these are really, I mean, and especially being at Fox News, that we don't know these things right now is, is absolutely frightening. That Biden was at a press conference and he didn't know, and nobody dug deeper whether he knew. I mean, we all know if Trump, if a pipeline was being hacked and blackmailed, uh, you know, Trump would have been the cause, the effect, and everything else to do with it. But we. And they would have gone over and kicked the shit out of whoever did it. Yes, but but it can. Isn't this just like a mockery on the media that we don't know who is who's in charge? Well, we can't blame the media for not knowing who the secretary of state is. I just kind of I do. Are you, I, I'm are you kidding? Can you are kidding? That's good. I like that. You, what do you, you blame CNN or Fox because because Judah doesn't know the secretary of state? Judah. You are the producer. Why don't you say I knew I knew the Secretary of State. Dean Rusk, Secretary of State, when Alex and I met at the State Department many, many, many years ago. We loved Dean Rusk. He was wonderful. God bless his soul. Uh, the broader question though, or the the, the the 
Judy, you were asking is, you know, why didn't they pressure him to do things? Because, you know, they're, they're basically working for the guy. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they are very soft towards him, they, you know, and, uh, and they all voted for him. So how mean do you expect him to be? I mean, if it wasn't for the skinny guy who was uh, uh, from Fox in there asking questions every once in a while, you wouldn't have any tough questions. Ducey. <laughs> I know. It was Steve Ducey. I know his name. Or Pete Ducey. Yeah. I, I, I know. What's amazing is I know that skinny-ass reporter from Fox News more than I do. It's scary who the head of who the secretary of state or the secretary. I could name you the 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 the, the, the all the women of the view you could name. Yeah, I can name you the pool reporter, but I can't name you who's running the government right now. And I would venture to say to you, most people are in the same boat. Most people would be able to tell you who AOC is, but not tell you if Kamala Harris or because any of the AOC is a genius publicist. And the media loves her. Joe McCarthy, Senator from Wisconsin, who created the atmosphere known as McCarthyism, was great pals with the media. They loved him. They would drink with him. They would play cards with him. He would tell them incredibly juicy tidbits about people. That's how it works. AOC is smart enough to do that. We all sneer at her because she was a hostess at a wine bar or something like that. She it turns out to know a hell of a lot more about how the world works than most of us do, or I say any of us do. So let's give her a little bit of credit. I don't like her, but let's give her a, a bit of credit. She's she, no joke. She, she, is, she, she uses a lot of Trump's tactics. Yes. Exactly. Uh, and the primary tactic that Trump would do is he'd be full of crap sometimes and he'd go over 20%. And all of his, all of his supporters said, ah, that's not what he meant. And then the press would lose their minds over it and talk about him for two days. That was, that's what, that, that strategy that I just left gave paved his path to the presidency. And it started on the day he announced when he said, ah, you know, there's a lot of murders and rapists coming from Mexico. And then the press was like, you can't say that. He said that every single Mexican is a murderer and a rapist. And this all, everybody on the other side was like, that's not what he said. He overstated it a little bit, but I get his point. And it gave him two weeks of press coverage. And by the way, you know, like how, how Ken, like everybody- and Ken, how um, every and great point, by the way, but, you know, like we started the show Circle of Life. They hate the Jews. They hate this. Republicans, we hate the media. That's it. We blame everything. It's all the media. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, I, I, I am like Spencer Tracy. You guys don't even remember Spencer Tracy. Spencer Tracy and the old man of the wrestling with a giant sailfish or giant marlin or whatever he called way, way, way out in the Gulf of Mexico. He's wrestling day after day. He gets the, the media. We're the old man going after the media, and the media at the same time is going after us. They could just wipe us out with a touch of their fingers, and they have tried, have tried, have tried, have tried. But I know Warren Buffett, and he told me certain ideas about investing, so that I am not going to starve tomorrow. And that's what all of us need to do. Follow it solve some way of maintaining financial security so that if there's a crisis, you're not going to be wiped out by the liberal pig power structure. Perfectly said, Rob. What are your callers saying? I just want, before we wrap up, what are your callers saying? Uh, I, I think I think there's just a lot of fear right now over everything seems to be collapsing down on itself, right? You can handle one thing going wrong. You can handle one crisis, but it just seems like whether it's the border, 
it's the gas stuff, it's prices in general, it's the mood of the country, it's the lack of optimism in the country, it's the lockdowns and stuff that still remain in place. Just seems a lot of doom and gloom, and I think it's really stressing people out and wearing them down. I think you're, that's exceptional. Well, of course, it's stressful. We're living in an occupied country, occupied by the Bolsheviks who use the COVID, which is a bad thing, but as a strategy to eliminate our personality and uniqueness as individuals. This is a serious, serious, serious psychological blow. No, no other government in the United States ever tried to eliminate our personalities. Only the only the, only the Biden people, and, and I have to say they're given a running start by Mr. Trump, and I bet we're going to turn around. I won't live long enough to see it. But you, who's the youngest on the panel? Probably you, Robert. You will live long. You will live long enough to see that. See some brave social scientists find out that COVID wasn't even that big a danger. It was mostly a prop to get us all hooked on government control. And and Ben, you know, you brought up a brilliant point. We're ending soon, but. Um, you, you brought up that we're living in an occupied territory, and I love that. And I love how they love to claim that Israel's an occupier. Right now, American citizens are being occupied by the social radicals that threaten to destroy us from within. And if we don't follow people like Ken Lacorte from the Media Action Network and punch back against this absolute extremism no ken and i say that with all sincerity because you're doing the job you're doing the yeoman's work and i everybody misses your feeds on parlor because they can't get in your news site the court news puts out great stuff and i encourage people to go to these sites because you're getting news stories that you wouldn't see and there's ben's phone that apparently wasn't on silent. my son calling to tell me that the people united can never be defeated. And on, uh, I want to Raza united the center of Ankara. I want to thank everybody that's been listening on YouTube to this wild hour from cooking to Israel to social now, media. I have other things to, to cook too. To, and I want to remind everybody download the shows, go to rumble.com, go to Media Action Network for Ken Lacourt, or go to Lacourt News, sign up to his newsletter, punch back against the media. It's great. Of course, you could find Rob, who uses clips of this show on the Mock and Rob show every day from nine to noon in Indiana, in Indiana, in, 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 in Indiana. And um, you could stream the show. He, and I, you really should. It's an amazing show with Rob Kendall. Rob, thank you again. Ken. Thank you. Ken, and thank you. And by the way, don't think that nobody pays attention to us. I did a video for, for a very wonderful friend who posted it. And uh, it got even seen in Eretz Israel. And I got a call in the middle of the night from the Israel something or other news network or something like that. And then people have been texting and calling me all day long about it. People see us. What we say has consequences. And uh, on that note, I want to thank America's humble servant, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. You can find him um, at spectator.org and also Newsmax. Um, Ben, would you like to take us out tonight? Yes, I was like, in the still of the night, I held you, held you so tight. Uh, I'm not in a very good singing mood today. Do you know Back you know Home why? in Indiana? I you had a request. Mind. Ben, you have a request. request. Do, you have, do you know Back Home in Indiana? Sing Back Home in Indiana? No, I do not know Back Home. Ah, but I do know, but I do know 
uh, that song, the wonderful song by the guy who died recently about Indiana girl. She grew up. Uh, Tom Petty, Indiana uh, girls. Uh, in the, in the, it's last Indiana dance Petty. with Mary Jane. And on that note, everybody have a great night. God bless you all. Be free. Be safe. We will see you night. Saturday night. Yeah, free, free everyone. Free uh, everyone. We will see you Saturday night. Thank you all. Good night, guys. Thank Bye. you.